0: Trending news right now.
1: Joining us is a social commentator Atlehang Mulefa for this, looking at social media in the last twenty-four hours. What's been happening, Atlehang? How are you? I'm um, well, thanks. And how are you, Asanda? I'm um, good, thank you so much. It's Friday. How are you feeling about Friday? You know, I'm feeling
0: I'm glad It's the end of the week, to be honest. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's almost the end of the week. So I'm really, really happy.
1: Yeah. Okay. that's great. So hashtag Gantler then is the first thing we're talking about today. Uh, And this is uh, ANC Secretary General Ace Mahashule who has sought divine intervention from the church as he continues to mull over the resolution of the NEC for leaders charged with corruption to step aside by the end of the month. Him being one of those leaders charged as well. Let's talk about that.
0: Um, it is very unclear what was on the agenda when Isma Mahashule uh, visited uh, Zuma and Gandla, Uh because but he had previously mentioned that he would consult the party's former leaders before caving forward the org- on-organisation step aside resolution. So what he basically said was that he just went there to get advice from um, Zuma and. And, and is now ready to move forward. So we're still very unclear about what it is that was part of the agenda and what it is that they we're talking about at that moment.
1: This is his second visit, and then after mm-hmm. the second visit, he addressed the media outside the gates kind of saying that he's not only consulting politicians, he's also looking at the guidance You know, uh, you know, know, when it comes to the step-aside resolution, but he's also looking at churches, he's looking at the clergy, uh, and he's saying it's guidance, not counselling. Is uh, this maybe trying to buy time in terms of this issue of his 70 charges, uh, well, of corruption that he's charged with, that he's facing?
0: I definitely do think that it is about buying time and wanting to um, shift accountability or not wanting to be held to account for anything. Because also, even when he's saying that he's just consulting or he's just getting advice from uh, former party leaders or even from Church uh, groups and, and everything like that, but it's very suspicious when you go to the previous party's president and seek advice from that person when you need to when you need to be held when you're held to account for the crimes that you have committed, especially looking at what even the former president of the country is facing at the moment mm-hmm. and what the former president of the country also has many charges. So it's a bit suspicious then for someone to say that they are seeking uh, advice or they're seeking guidance from the same person who is also. Uh, prosecuted for many charges that they have committed. So it's a bit it's a bit unclear there about what's going on. And what
1: is even the difference? Hey, you know the English language, eh? It gives us some time uh, and, and, you know, some moments where we can scrutinize and get confused. Mm. What is the difference between guidance and counseling? <laughs> what is the difference? Uh,
0: so I think the difference between the two is that when you are seeking guidance is when he's a bit maybe un- unclear about Um, He knows what is happening, but he just wants to know if the resolution that to step aside is the correct one. And counseling is, it's actually like, it's more like you are now acting from a position of being, actually being victimized. So you're saying that you are the victim in the situation and therefore you need someone to provide clarity for you and you need someone maybe to assist you in that particular time. So I think the difference then in this situation would be the fact that he is, Seeking with seeking um guidance then it simply means that he is he wants to know if the step aside resolution should he accept it or not. With counselling, then it's like being more of a victim and saying that I didn't do any of these things, therefore I need your assistance in this and this and that. So I think that would be the distinction between the two and in this situation.
1: And time is ticking, hey, there's I we know the NEC had resolved to give uh, their senior and provincial leaders who were charged with corruption about 30 days to step aside. And this was back in March 26. So if we count from there, it's about uh, two weeks that he's got left. And to what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to have a decision by the 29th of this month?
0: Uh, surely not. Um, I think stalling is just part of their brand. So it's always going to be an excuse after an excuse after an excuse So the chances of them actually stepping aside are very slim because even the factions within the party itself um, do highlight the fact that in this situation where Isma Khashoggi has many supporters and many people are on his side, that it's going to be incredibly difficult for the final decision to be made and for him to officially step aside. I really don't see it happening in the next two weeks.
1: Okay, let's uh, take a short break because we need to do that and then we'll continue with our trending topics uh, at Stay with us here on Sound Awake.
0: Here, there and everywhere. SAFM 107 FM in Gruenstadt.
1: We're talking trending topics. What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Now with Atle Hang our social commentator here on Sound Awake. If you've just joined us, a very good morning to you. Just 10 minutes before we get to the top of the hour, which is 4 a.m. Hashtag Durban port Now, Atle let's talk about that. Where uh, our president Cyril Ramaphosa has said that Transnet will spend 100 uh, billion rand to modernise the port of Durban, and this has been an 11-year plan, which is estimated to create about 180,000 jobs. It sounds great from the beginning. However, KZN is saying they don't want this to be relocated to the Eastern Cape. There's concerns there. Let's talk about that.
0: Um, I think the importance of the Devon port is that it is a hub for logistics, especially for handling like large port freight. So the reason why he, there's an oversight inspection is also to ensure that there's an effort that is put in place to improve the performance of the uh, of the port and to assess the progress in like enhancing the efficiency and the competitiveness of the port, so even though I am quite optimistic about it and I do think that if, uh, the chances of providing employment and also just trying to make sure that the largest port um, in the country is assessed or that there's oversight inspection, it's something that, that's important. So I'm very optimistic about that one. I really wouldn't say that I don't trust the oversight inspection or that it will not lead to any um, great outcomes. I do think that um, the improvement of the performance and also just assessing the progress um, can enhance that efficiency and competitiveness of the port. that so definitely do support that particular decision.
1: And then, of course, the unions coming out being aggrieved there, the South African Transport and Allied Workers Union, Satawu members saying that there's been unverified documents stating that the port will be privatized. And, of course, that would uh, lead to thousands of job losses. Mm. And, and President Ramakposa uh, dispelling these allegations, saying, no, it's not privatization, it's investments that were going to be there in the first place. Is, is that cause for concern, confusion there maybe? Um,
0: there isn't any conclusion, but I also don't see how it would be privatized in any way. Uh, but if uh, pe- if the union members are complaining about the unofficial documents of privatization, but I don't really see um, a need. For especially a country like South Africa or any developing country, per se, to privatize like the ports and 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 and, and um, because in that sort of privatization, people will definitely lose their jobs. So in trying to prevent that from happening, then I do think that it's something that wouldn't happen. But even if it does happen, then I do think that the unions would definitely fight for it not to be, um, not to happen. So I do, I also don't see it happening. I don't think that it's a final thing and it's it's, it's like it's going to happen.
1: And I guess, I mean, it speaks to the general fear that any time we talk of investments into the African continent, we worry about those investors Mm -hmm. taking control, and that maybe could be where the term privatization comes in, because maybe it's a a sort of silent privatization that's not Mm -hmm. being clarified or, uh, you know, being put out there, but we know that it still kind of results in the investor having more power, and say in terms of what they're doing on the continent. Uh, Maybe that could be part of the fear of the unions. But anyway, uh, let's, let's talk now, uh, hashtag Dr. Cindy Memorial, uh, who has been celebrated at a memorial service. And this took place virtually yesterday afternoon. Uh, died at the age of 45 years old, this medical doctor, on Saturday after her struggle with uh, COVID-19.
0: Um, it's really sad. I think everyone, especially on social media, all the, like the Twitter people and everyone that she has helped before, um, is really mourning like the loss of a doctor Cndy because she really was a people's doctor. She was always willing to assist people. she was always offering um some of like the medical tips even online on social media without necessarily expecting people to pay anything in return. And in the memorial service yesterday, um the husband spoke about something that's very important, and I think mm-hmm. even on Twitter, she was a strong advocate of forgiveness and why it's important for us. To forgive people and move on. So I do think that it's, this is like the biggest loss in South Africa, and um, everyone on social media was just moved by moved by the the passing of the people's doctor, which is Cindy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, for more than 7,000 people watched the memorial service, Mm. just speaking to what you're saying now, she was very much loved. I like that, you know, that as much as it was a social media thing, it was also very important that her family and those people who were very close to her from as far back as her earlier years were part of it. Her friend from uh, Zimbabwe, or they went to school together in in Zim, friends for 31 years, uh, Nyaradzu Muguti, who spoke to, you know, the fact that they went to school in Harare together and just talking about how humble she was and how fearless mm. she was, eh?
0: um I think she did display those qualities of like fearlessness because even in the way she presented herself and how she spoke highly about herself and how she just spoke highly of people and trying to encourage people um, that show that those are some of the qualities that she did have as a, a person and as a medical doctor, as a mother. And I think having those intersectional identities and being still being able to uh, allow people to access those different part, parts of your life um, really does show the kind of person that you are.
1: And being a doctor and then going into broadcasting, we know, so mm. she didn't hold back. Definitely talking about going after your dreams. And I think it's important as moms, eh? Because uh, <laughs> she was a mother as well. When we show our daughters that you have gifts and it's not just one it's it's a few gifts
0: so Mm. explore them um i think that's that's really important um because also even serving as a role model and also just trying to show as a mother that you are multifaceted so you are not just a parent you're not just a mother but you can also be able to fulfill your other dreams and you're able to fulfill your other aspirations while also maintaining the status of being a mother. Mm. I also do think that it does serve as a role model, especially to your kids, to see that she's not just our mother, but she's also um, a people's person. And these are all the things that she even does for herself, which is fulfilling her own personal aspirations as an individual. Mm.
1: All right. We'll always remember her, of course. Her legacy continues. Let's talk mm. now, hashtag Jessie Duarte. Uh, so she said that she believes that uh, the recording uh, that's, uh, you know, during the rounds or that was leaked was manipulated and meant to depict her as a person of low moral integrity. So in the actual recording, uh, it's reported that uh, that she's blaming supporters of the ANC, Secretary General Ace Mahashule, for the recently leaked audio recording her. And it's it's talking about her criticizing the Commission of Inquiry uh, into allegations of state capture and then also supporting former President Jacob Zuma's decision. How much of this, uh, you know, her saying that this leaked uh, and it's supposed to depict her as a person of low moral integrity, will South Africans actually believe? Because we are hearing these things.
0: Um, so he, uh, she is accusing AIDS and his supporters of wanting to bring the ANC down. And I think from just understanding politics, especially as a space, you can, we all can agree that politics is a very dirty space. So at any time um, someone can try and accuse you of particular things, at any time someone can try to questioning your own credibility by releasing some of the information that is not true or by releasing some of the things that you never even said or even if you did say those things it's always a matter of understanding how you say things and when you say those things so i do think that I, uh, I, uh, when she accuses ace and his supporters of wanting to bring the ace um, I do see that happening because now ACE has been forced to step down for the longest time. The president has been telling ACE to step down. So it could be the reason of the fact that even after the Nkandla visit, then it could also justify the fact that him, the NC wanting him to step down could also be a reason for him to try and sabotage the party or to try and bring the party down. So even the release of, um, of leaking information and audio on confidential meetings does also question the credibility of Ace Mahashilo even as a member or as a leader. Because even if you're stepping down from a particular position, but it's also important to understand the role that you served and how important it is and that you can't just release information, you can't just release audios. No matter how unhappy you are about the decision that that has been made, but also secondly, we also start doubting your own credibility as a a person in position of power.
1: And besides a person in position of power, I mean, what does this say then, I guess, in the era that we are in where anybody can just record you and distribute that recording and how that has kind of normalized our invasion of privacy? What what do we do there?
0: Um, so I think because um, the info and the audio is on like meetings and I, I think even with regards to their principal and stuff, I'm sure they do have like a, a secrecy bill that there's certain things that they discuss as members of parliament or as a party that aren't supposed to be known by the public. So I think breaching that or uh, being able to lick such information would definitely should warrant like a prosecution because it means that everything that they're talking about, you're taking a a video of it or you're taking an audio or you're licking confidential, um, uh, uh, confidential information on the meetings should definitely warrant a person being prosecuted because I mean, it, it shouldn't be acceptable because now it's like you're infringing upon like um, the right for individuals to speak about things without Mm -hmm. necessarily being recorded or without anyone licking that particular information. So I do think that they should definitely like maybe try and prosecute him or something should definitely happen, which I know that it's not going to happen. But I think in an ideal world, then a situation like this would warrant a person being held to account.
1: Yeah, this this time that we live in, it's it's quite interesting, but also a little scary sometimes. Mm. All right, then let's leave it there. Thanks so much, Atlehang. We'll chat uh, next week. Enjoy the weekend. Thank uh, you so please. much, same to you. All right, uh, Atlehang Mulefa, social commentator, talking uh, what's happened in social media in the last twenty-four hours in terms of our trending topics here on Sound Awake. It's four o'clock. Good morning. If you've just joined us, my name is Asanda Peter.